Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This one uh, hurts, but Mm -hmm. it made everyone feel something, which shows that the Broncos are playing meaningful football. But, oh, my God, what the Broncos finished? Six yards away from winning this game? I mean, my heart is still going crazy after how close the Broncos were to coming back with a massive upset on the road. They fall just short. I got Henry Chisholm. I Mm -hmm. got Ryan. We've got Alexis. We're going to be breaking it all down here on the postgame show instant reaction to this loss my instant reaction is that i'm glad it hurts yeah (laughs) i'm glad it hurts there's been way too many broncos games over the last few years that ended in fashions that should hurt but didn't hurt uh and so it's kind of nice that we're playing meaningful football at the same time you just didn't make enough plays and the texans did uh, it's like mm-hmm. they just made one more play than you when it all shook out at the end. Um, and then I guess I'm going with three here, but they're short. The other one is just you dug too big <laughs> of a hole in the first half. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of that, in my opinion, had to do with really poor offensive line play. Yep. Especially in pass protection. Yep. Run blocking, no problem here for me, at least watching it the first time. But pass protection, it's kind of been hit or miss for the past I mean, all season, really. At times, it's terrible. At times, you look at me like, wait, Russ only got hit once in that game? That's a great game. Yeah, to me, to me, obviously, this is a massive loss. It changes a lot of things going forward. Um, you're now facing an uphill battle. I think if you're sitting here at 6-6, six and six, you probably need to be 10-7 and seven to feel like you have a decent shot at the playoffs. So you've got, you've got to go 4-1 and one through these final five games. You've got tough games on the road coming up, the Chargers and the Lions, before you come back home and then you finish the road at the rate. I mean, there's all of that going on that means that this season is in not a very good place. Much better than where it was a month or so ago, two months ago. Much, much, much better. But 
you still have to live with that reality that you you don't have to play perfect football down the stretch. It has to be pretty good. In terms of this game, though, hey, I mean, you were in it at the end. You came up one play short against uh, a playoff team on the road. Like, this is probably the way these games should go. You know, if you're a good team, you play another good team on the road. This is this is what happens. You come up just short, you give it a chance at the end. Now, if you're a great team, you find a way to go and win this game. But I, I don't think we were under the illusion that the Broncos were a great team. I think I think that they're a good team. They played a competitive game on the road against a good team. And, you know, I, I think that there's some positives that you can take away going forward. But the big negative is that you have to play almost flawlessly down the stretch. And we're going to talk about the future of what this means later in the pod. But let's focus on this game first. Mm -hmm. And to me... The biggest takeaway is the Broncos had no business winning this game with the way they played in the first half, and they were six yards short, which just makes it that much more heart-wrenching, but also, in a way, that much more encouraging that really they, I mean, they were two plays away from winning this game, six yards away from coming out with the win after having what I called continuously on the watch along in the first half a disastrous first half and ryan i gotta get your take on that mm -hmm. in a second because henry didn't think it was that disastrous i thought it was about as bad as it can be yet at halftime the broncos are sitting there down 13 to 3 when they were out gained 259 yards to 103 that's awful on offense that's awful on defense you're on pace to give up over 500 yards in the game and you're on pace to only get 200 yards in the game it's disastrous in <laughs> my opinion and yet the broncos were there with 10 seconds left the ball just a few yards away from getting a game winning touchdown and uh, yeah i wish that russ wouldn't have just thrown it up there i wish he would have played for a fourth down um but the fact that you had that opportunity just once again shows me that the broncos have a margin of error now which is something they have not had anywhere close i feel like the broncos in the past have played like almost perfect games and then they get to this scenario where they lose by four points five points on the road today they played an awful first half and against a good Texans team, like you said, Henry, mm -hmm. on the road with C.J. Stroud, who's having a big game. Nico Collins almost has 200 yards. Mm -hmm. they, Will Anderson has the best game of his career. They, The Texans play a great game, and you just lose. So this one really sucks. And as we'll break down later, yeah. and Henry, you've kind of done a good job pointing to already, it does hurt for the rest of the season. But, man, it's, it's encouraging in, in a way. But... The Steelers are in a delay. They're down 14 late in the third quarter. Yeah. The Texans are on the edge, or sorry, yeah. The Titans are on the edge of field goal range in overtime against the Colts. Let's freak um, Go. Now they're firmly in field goal range. So. Does a field goal win it? Yes. Oh, yep. uh, I know. there's this five minutes drive. left in overtime. So. I yeah. think this is the first drive. Okay. All this right. is yeah. the first drive. So a touchdown wins it. Field goal gives the ball to the culture right? either way yeah uh they might end up kind of getting away with this one yep and that would be huge um i think it should also be noted this is rust ball yeah like, welcome to rust ball yep this is what the broncos are doing and they're doing it really well yep the way that if you go back and watch games in seattle this is what it was comes down to a game the russ has the ball in his hands late in the game he's making plays with his feet he's making good throws he's drawing penalties you know by giving guys a chance on pass interference like this is exactly what it is um and you know sean payton might hate that 
and we might be in our last season <laughs> yeah. of Rust Bowl. But I have to give him, I have to commend him because he has found the formula. Russ or Sean? Sean. Mm-hmm. For getting into these games. Yep. And Russ has now, what? what is he, three and one or something on these mm-hmm. last uh, minute drives? Four and one, I believe. Four yeah. and one on these last yep. minute drives. So this one doesn't work out. Again, just like Seattle, it was it didn't work every time. Worked a lot of times. Yep. Um, this is what it is. And I, I think Russell will be losing sleep tonight Definitely. over the fact that he didn't need to throw that ball right then. Like, yeah. he's under pressure, but he kind of gets out of it. And then a little bit of a panic throw. I also would have liked to see uh, Cortland try and make something happen over there. Obviously, his job was as a decoy on the play. As soon as Russ breaks the pocket, you got to be making yourself a target for him. So I think when they go back and watch the film, there'll be a lot of, like, clinched fists over yep. the way it went at the end there. But The way it went at the end, let's just talk about that for a second. That is those final three plays... I'm disappointed in Sean. That's when Sean mm. is supposed to step up to the plate and come up with something. I hate Ru- Cortland Sutton being a decoy. Cortland Sutton not getting the ball on any of those final three plays. Not not even a look his way with the way he has played yeah. there. What, they throw a pass to Troutman, and then one at the end, who was that to? Kroll. It, it was to, to Kroll. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I will say the concept was all set up. Oh, There's yeah. a huge breakdown on the right side of the line. I don't know if it was McGlinchey uh, or Minerts, but yep. if... If that's protected, it's a touchdown. It's going to be a touchdown. Yep. Uh, exactly. But, 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 how has that game been going in terms of protection? I know, but that's such a quick well, I mean, loss when you're the throwing line. there, regardless, like, it's like there's a nothing one, you can 1, do. It's like a 1,000, 2,000 throw, exactly. not like the a 1,000, your line's getting destroyed. You guys talked about but it. They, you guys oh, already totally, mentioned totally. it. Both of you brought it up how bad pass protection but they was. Don't you have, have to adjust to the, how the game's going. They don't have a choice but to throw there, though. Like, they yeah. can't run. Like, what they did was not run play action because there was no time for that. Like, they called a quick pass. That's all you can ask for. Um, I don't like the Cortland. I mean, you definitely could have just thrown a fade to Cortland. I would have, I, I would have liked it too. I think that was probably the fourth down play if they got it. They also didn't get like a very obvious look for it. Um, Exactly. And so, like the defense has a say in that. Yeah, they're they're leaving someone over on top of Cortland, so you don't do that. They're they're they were trying to make Russ make a throw to the middle of the field. The first two plays, you had Derek Stingley on Cortland Sutton. After the way Stingley made that incredible interception, I get not one to go for him. That third down play, you move Cortland to the other side. They did not follow Stingley. I just, I want to get it specifically at the end of the game. This is what Russell Wilson's built for. I want him to be throwing to the playmakers. And no doubt, his playmaker in the red zone is Cortland Sutton. His playmaker in this game is Cortland Sutton. The Broncos' playmaker in the receiving game this entire year is Cortland Sutton. That's just one the the really the only thing i didn't like yeah. um was to, yeah. courts just leads the nfl in red zone passing receiving touchdowns this was his time to shine they didn't go you just have it. to go back and look and see if he was getting open though or if there was like a chance to get him open i'll say this. like if they he's covered he's decoy. covered we literally just said he was a decoy you think there. so he, okay. he was a decoy on that he was, play. okay he was he on, didn't go out for a route on the third down play but you said you're disappointed in sean and i'm just with those three plays. and i was gonna say i'm in on the idea of you got to get one to Cortland there that being said, what I love about Sean Payton is the concepts, and the yep. concept was there. Yeah, Cortland's as a decoy worked. He yep. pulled a, a defender out with him and left that giant hole for the little—I don't even know what angle. I guess you would call yeah. it uh, for the tight end. If there's not just a complete breakdown on the right side of the line, yep. Russ is able to hit that, and all you need him to do is catch the ball. And then Russ, I mean, it's. 
it's just so hard to criticize him too much after he was able to get the team all the way down there on that final drive. Like you look at the box score and see three interceptions and think like, oh, that must have been a terrible game. He was fine. Like, like I don't think he had like a great game, but I thought he was fine. You know, I I think you look at the first one, it's tip. The second one is just kind of jumped. Like that's that's just a great play by the DB. And that one, that was the mistake. You know, you you, you gotta live to see yeah. fourth down. And when when you're in that huddle before that play, you're thinking, oh please, don't make this go to fourth down. We don't want this to go fourth down. You get out of the sack. While he's being sacked, he sees that the guy's wide open. He sees his tight end wide open. He knows the touchdown's right there. But you just have to have the self control to say. By the time it's too I late. get to it, it's, it's too, too late. late. Yeah. I'm 20 yards away from the line of, from the line of scrimmage. I can't, I can't throw this ball. And, and you get all the things they're pushing him toward throwing that, given the situation in the game. But that's just a mistake you can't have there. All the credit in the world to Russ in the second half, um, but it was the first half just digging yourself too deep into a hole. So to end this segment, mm-hmm. Ryan, was the first half disastrous? You're not going to like my answer. That's fine. No, it wasn't disastrous, as evidenced by the fact that they're on the six-yard line <laughs> with a chance to win <laughs> exactly. the game. Um, I would say that's evidence to how good they were in the second half. Yes, but to me, disastrous means like you you have played yourself out of yes. the game in the first 30 minutes of football. Yeah. Uh, and thankfully, they kind of got luck. There, There's a little luck involved that they weren't out of the game, but because they weren't out of the game it wasn't a total disaster to me okay okay and uh bet365 said it was a disaster because over at bet365 what were the broncos plus 450 uh i believe Not a disaster. After, like the the first, that's pretty disastrous um, <laughs> i think we're uh, we're yeah. the the point of contention here is on the definition exactly. of disaster it was not a disaster here at the bar it was legit here it bet365 was. watch party going on we were given out the bet365 was given out $200 in bonus bets and they are giving out still things even if you weren't able to make it to the bar they're giving out $1000 in bonus bets with a first bet safety net or if you bet $5, you're going to get $150 in bonus bets when you sign up over at Bet365 using the code DNVR365. They were even giving out a custom bet for the Broncos to win and score over 20 and a half points. They were six yards away from that hitting. They boosted that up to oh, like plus 275. So, so close to hitting that. And every week, they're giving away, uh, they're giving a Broncos boost away. So make sure to tune in to Bet365. Use that code DNVR365. Must be 21 and older, physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. Oh, no. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, no. Okay, what? so the Titans did get the field goal. Oh, but no. But now the Colts have first and goal. Oh, no. Well, Broncos had first and goal. and <laughs> That's true. There's they still a chance minutes, they though. could come up short. I guess they can get a... Oh my god, what a throw from Minshew. Wow, it's almost as good of a throw as Hero Bread is bread. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Hero Bread is bread. <laughs> I do love me some Hero Bread. Uh, I specifically love their tortillas. Their bread, also amazing, but their tortillas are so good that I can't stop just like talking about how great they are. Um, I was telling someone the other day, like, uh, there are really good keto green chilies. Um, so you can have like a great green chili, pork green chili stew that's keto friendly. But if you're gonna do green chili right, you need a tortilla on the side. That sounds so was, good. Right was now. never a possibility before Hero Bread tortillas because they they literally taste exactly like normal tortillas. Yeah, I have a tortilla, um, I guess endorsement for uh, Hero because I made keto friendly chicken enchiladas the other day. Oh, oh my god! And like. 
you don't know how good these tortillas are <laughs> until you put chicken in them and slather them in green chili. And it was the most fire enchiladas I've ever made. And they were with hero tortillas. Why are you guys doing this to me? I'm I so can't, hungry. I can't I'm eat hungry during right Broncos games because it's just, I'm too focused. <laughs> I haven't had just too much anxiety since uh, breakfast. And nothing sounds better than just a warm hero bread tortilla. Oh, right now. I can just, endorse that's it. it. That's what you want for a meal. I love the. I love doing that. Ten I, I seconds mean, in the microwave. <laughs> yeah, just that's on it. it. I just want tortilla. It's fine. <laughs> that was actually my snack as a kid for a long that's time. That's hilarious. So I have so the um, French toast oh. downstairs. It's like a banana Nutella Stop. French toast. So good. I need Henry on this pod instead of you. You're killing me. The problem is. I had to keep looking down to eat it, and I kept missing places. <laughs> exactly, so I understand yes. why you don't eat. Yeah. You had to look back at NFL Jesus to, <laughs> to keep up. Yeah. So check out Hero Bread. Um, Alexis, how are you feeling? Guys, 20 minutes after Colts this win. heartbreaking um, loss. Ryan, why? I don't like that. Sorry. Oh, my God. Um, I feel incredibly disappointed because this was one of those games where we talk about the Broncos, you know, losing big and then losing small and then winning small and then winning big. This had the potential to, I think, heading into this game, I thought the Broncos had the opportunity to win big here today. I know C.J. Stroud, he's, you know, the best in the league when it comes to how many yards per game at home and this, that, whatever. And I know that he is in the conversation for Offensive Rookie of the Year if he doesn't already have it on lock already. Um, but I feel like this week, this was a time where this Broncos team as a whole was going to come out and everything was going to be clicking. So it was incredibly disappointing to see this team come out there in the first half and really just struggle to get anything going. Um, you know, there were a couple couple nice deep receptions by some guys, but at the end of the day, you, you knew that it wasn't um, – the tone of this game for this Broncos offense and for it to come down, like you said, to six yards at the end of the game, I'm grateful that we were still in it to that point. Um, but I, over the past few weeks, we're all used to the Broncos coming out with a win in these situations. Yep. Russell Wilson, the best quarterback when it comes to fourth quarter comebacks. And I thought today was going to be another one of those heroic moments and um, efforts by Russell Wilson and to see him throw that pick at the end when he didn't have to, um, it was not a good day for Ross. Yeah, yeah, and, and I agree. Um, I think it, I, I, I agree with you more than I agree with Hank, but he, he said Russ was fine. Uh, not a good day for us. I, I agree with you there. Yeah. And let's go through this game uh, and look at exactly what happened. The turning points in this game uh, to break down the moments that define this game because I think there were more turning points and more moments in this game than really in any game that the Broncos have had so far because it was a little back and forth of a game. And let's just start right away because Alexis, I think I think Sean Payton saw the opportunity that you were talking about at the beginning of this game. He yep. said, this is the game we can come out and, and take this over with deep strikes. And that's how the game we started. We talked about this pregame. Yep. Do not try to go tit for tat with CJ Stroud. Like stick to your game plan, run the ball. Or just catch it. Or just catch the ball. <laughs> that helps. And, and so, the fact that they didn't do that, I was like, Ooh. And it was the very first play of the I game. Know, I know. It was clearly designed to do exactly what Russ did. Throw it to Cortland Sutton deep. Do what they think you're not going to do. I know. Except don't throw that one because he was double covered um, and there was just no chance the court was going to come down with that one. But the next one, yep. they said, okay, the Texans probably for sure think we're going to run the ball here because what we're not going to do is it's we're not going to put ourselves in third and 10. Yeah, yeah. After two incompletions. And it was a perfect throw from Russell Wilson 
that Cortland Sutton has to have. But no excuse about yeah. it, and this game might be different if Cortland Sutton holds on to that one. And Cortland had two other great plays, which we'll get to later, but you have to catch that one. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy to go back and look at the second play of the game yeah. and say the whole game changed on this, but you talk about, you know, disastrous first half, this, that, and the other thing. You're in field goal range. Yes. And that is going to change the entire tenor of the game. Yeah. Um, you and then also they're, they're respecting the deep ball a little yes. more, so then they back up. You can run the ball easier. It's, it's legitimately a game-changing drop on the second play of the game, which is rare, and I'm not going to, you know, overreact to it or anything these things happen yeah but it does feel like it took a little wind out of the sails and you had dialed something up you know you talk about yeah. sean payton he got it he got the look he was ready for it it was in the script yeah. boom go to it yeah and to miss something like that you only get a couple chances like that a game and the broncos you know ended up getting maybe five to hit something downfield and there's the drop there's a pick there's a missed pi and then you hit the other ones. Yeah. yeah. And I think that is such a confidence booster for the Texans defense at that point because it's early in the game. Obviously, you're trying to set the tone and how you guys are going to come out on this one. Then you have Anderson on that play as well, who has a ton of pressure on Russell Wilson. Man. Russell Wilson was under duress most of this game. Yep. And yep, yep. the fact I was surprised to see the offensive line take such a dramatic step back this week yeah. and for Russell to not. He's been so good under pressure this year. He has 10 touchdowns under pressure this year. And for him to come out today yeah. and look like Russ of 2022, where he crumbles under that pressure, that was incredibly heartbreaking. And I think early on that second play of the game the Cortland Sutton drop just really set the tone, I think, for the Texans defense, which paid dividends long term. And my only other gripe with Sean and his play calling was you come out three straight passes, three and straight, or I believe maybe they completed one of them, but it, three and out. Then you come out the second half and you do the exact same thing. Three straight passes. Ooh. You don't pick up a first down. That's not what your team is. Now, at the end of the day, they still did run the ball more than pass, but it wasn't the 40 to 20 run to pass ratio that they're used to. It was 30 to 26. Just, too I get it. Too balanced for the Broncos. Uh, too balanced. Too, too balanced for the Broncos. The next game-changing play happened on the other side of the ball. Fourth and two for the Texans. They're going for it from within the red zone. False start called. And then Alex Singleton gets, I guess, just a little much, a little too in the face of CJ Stroud. Instead of it being fourth and seven in an obvious field goal position yep. for the Texans, which is three, uh, which is would have been crucial at the end of the game. It's first and goal, Texans two plays later get a touchdown. Was it a penalty? I have a lot of thoughts. Okay. So okay. let me start here. Alex can't do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, just don't put, don't give the ref an opportunity. Yeah. Um, so who are they going to take a linebacker or a quarterback? Exactly. <laughs> Which again, I'll get to the, that okay. part. Okay. Okay. But Alex, you just can't do it. Yeah. Beyond that, it's a joke, an absolute joke of a call. Uh, you have two guys getting in each other's face, little shoving match. No one gets hurt. Yeah. Nothing happens. No, no one, one falls. even falls down. Yeah. To throw a flag there is a joke, in my opinion. Uh, and it's such, it's like such an obvious, you know, point to this idea that it's all about the quarterbacks. Yep. 
The quarterback headbutts Alex. Alex gets right back in his face. Quarterback shoves Alex. Alex shoves him back. This is a no it's call. A wash. Just it's walk a wash. away. Yeah. Just yeah. walk away, ref. Make sure that you know. Make sure that nothing crazy happens. And as soon as it doesn't, that's just two competitors, two men getting out there, getting each other's face. It's sports. This shit happens. The crazy thing that could have happened is Alex Singleton could have blown him the fuck up. <laughs> is what could have happened. He, like, he was yes. there. Yeah. And he was in mode. Like I, nobody could have blamed him if he just continued the play mid whistle. And Alex, Alex probably didn't. yeah. He he tapped him right, on the back. Right, okay, right. okay, hey, we're good, we're good. Okay, yeah. I heard the whistle. Yeah. And then CJ Stroud got in his face, head butted him. Yeah. I know Alex Singleton. He is passionate. He is the first guy who's gonna talk a little shit. He's the first guy that's gonna get in your face. However, in this situation, he was one hundred percent. It, like, that is just two, like you just said, two competitors in the middle of a heated play. I think you let that go. And the fact that I have it, it's in red. It's in red bolded <laughs> yeah, earlier. Yeah. But that is like a game changing play yeah. for this team. They lose by six. They got seven on that. Yep. And it's a four point swing. Boy, how the Broncos would have Not liked to six, only be you know, down three points at the very end of the game. And Ryan, I'm, I'm right there with both of you. Um, yeah. Such a weak call, but that's what the NFL is now. Yeah. If you're never going to learn and adjust to not effing around with quarterbacks, then you are going to continuously get called on all this. So, um, and I think that's kind of how people, it seems like online are feeling is like, man, what a soft ass call, but you just can't do that because 10 out yeah. of 10 times they are going to side with the quarterback. They he just knows. didn't need to pick a side. Yeah. It, I completely agree. But they didn't need to, but they're still always yeah. going to. Yeah. They're no, always going yeah, to. It's the NFL. You can't excuse Alex and like Twitter is so dumb because I tweeted out that's a soft call and people are like, oh, Alex apologist, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it, that those two things aren't mutually mm -hmm. exclusive, right? You said both things, and I agree with you. Both no, things are yeah, true. On Twitter, I didn't. Right, right, right. But uh, now. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, Alex, just don't put yourself in the position to let the ref do that to you. But it's so bad. Or if you're going to do, so just bad. blow him up on the play while you're at it. Well, and that's a weird part Personally. of all of this is it's just a lucky false start. Yeah. Like, yeah. if they don't false start, Woo. Alex is planting him on his ass 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage. 100%. A lucky false start on fourth and two. That is just, that's wild. It's and that's, rare. That's, that's one of the turning points in the game. Okay, moving forward. Uh, man, Marvin Mims was so mm. open. And speaking of the refs, they missed a defensive pass interference, which should have been, what, a 50-yard yeah. pass interference Inside call. the 10-yard line. Um. There was something that happened before that, though. There shouldn't have even been a pass interference penalty. That should have been a 60-yard touchdown. Marvin Mims was so open. He had beat his guy on a move so bad. I know it was a deep throw, but Russ, you have a cannon. You can't underthrow that one. That has yeah. to be a touchdown right off the bat. So that has to happen. Russ can't underthrow that. And then throw the fucking flag. Yeah. That was pass interference <laughs> as well. He got there too early. If that's Zach's why, saying it, you know it's true. That's why Marvin Mims did not wow. catch that ball. So um, the Broncos should have had a touchdown, whether it was that play or whether it was two plays later. There were a number of plays, I think, today where the Bron it was the Broncos against the officiating staff. Like, that's just what happened. Like They did have some good breaks later, though. They did. They did get some breaks later, for sure. But especially in the first half, 
and I don't know if Alex Singleton set this tone, like the play that we were talking about earlier, set this tone, like the refs were like, oh my gosh, these guys, is this dirty Denver coming to play? You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? It just like felt like they there set this tone. There wasn't even a dirty Denver moment there in the game. There wasn't. But they're going to, I mean, no. heading into this one, they're going to have that mentality. But I just felt like on the Mims one, is that the one where he hit him in the head? Like yeah. he was just like draped. Got all one arm on his head, yeah. one arm yeah. on his left arm. It's and it, so it was blatant. close, but it so I mean it was it, it was close, but it was still he was all over him. Like you said, so Alexis, blatant. he was he hit him in multiple spots early. It's yeah. it's one of those ones where it's like I would be cool with marginal contact if he looks back for the ball. You know what yeah. I mean? If he's looking for the ball there and kind of making a play on it, but he he's looking right at him. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a bad call. It was close, but it was it should have been pass interference for sure. And it also should have been a touchdown. Just get it out a little further in front of him. I will say, though, quarterbacks are now taught to underthrow those uh, totally. because you you should get the call. So it's like give your guy a chance to go win a jump ball. If not, he's probably going to get pass interference. That's just the way they're teaching that throw now. Uh, we won a game during the streak, the five-game win streak, exactly that way. Because Jerry what you don't want to do is throw, overthrow it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, like, that's that's definitely how you approach that one in Buffalo. With Jerry Judy, yep. you can't yeah, yeah. overthrow this one. You have to give yourself a chance. With this, it's like second quarter. And he had like 10 he, yards of separation. Yeah, <laughs> I just throw it earlier. Yikes. Um, then getting back to another play, that that's the next point in this, and one where maybe it broke the Broncos' way, Alexis. Should Samaj <laughs> P. Rines, should it have been a fumble six? Yes. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> So I had some guests here today that I was uh, watching the game with and diehard, diehard Broncos fans. I was like, whole, like, if you didn't believe, now you believe there yeah. is a God <laughs> because they are on the Broncos side today because that yeah. was 100% a, a, a fumble. And yeah, that, that was a touchdown for the Houston Texans. And the fact that that somehow came back I was grateful, thankful, <laughs> yeah. but like, Woody, terrible yeah. call. Oh, Ter yeah. if, if Houston would have uh, lost this game today, yeah. that's all they would have been talking about for the next yeah. three days. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm right there with you. Terrible and call. It's so much so that the bar is 100% diehard Broncos fans. And, they were and like, it, there was like, no, like, even like a we reaction. need a replay. <laughs> like, was it actually? It was just like, uh, no, everyone thought that was the game right yep. there. Yeah. They go to commercial and everyone's just expecting an extra point they come back and they're punting and it's like I was what so surprised. what there's life yeah. and so any bad calls that the broncos did have against them i think kind of gets wiped away with this one in terms of like the officiating was awful but it wasn't just against the broncos the broncos really caught life with that with that call i am self-aware enough to know that if that call happened against the Broncos, <laughs> I would be on this show just pounding the conspiracy drum all yeah, day long. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like someone hit the the Buffalo Wild Wings button. Like <laughs> right. we cannot know this game can't yeah, be over yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. Like the ref and the refs, like even down to the point where it's like they called a a, a call that can't be reviewed. We right. we ruled forward progress was yeah. stopped. There's yeah, nothing exactly. you can do at nope. that point. No, nope. uh, that a was a huge point. break. Super lucky and. You never see that get whistled that quickly. No, no, I, you you don't at all. He and was then, making a football move that, like, he was going to right. get. He had full possession, is going to gain additional yardage. Right. 
and then the ball came out. Like, it was one of the worst calls I've seen in a Broncos game this year, and it would have gone against us, but I'm just like, that's that's crazy. If you're a Texans fan, like, you can be pissed about that. Just take know, the money and run. Yeah, absurd. I never thought we'd be so happy to see the Broncos punting. Oh, my God. Uh, that, <laughs> I, like, I think every Broncos fan was. And then the defense comes up with a stop right after that. And then the Broncos offense gets the ball and uh, credit to Cortland Sutton. I, we rightfully so said he has to catch that for that second pass in the game. Yep. But man, through defensive pass interference, he catches a 45 yard touchdown. Great throw from Russell Wilson. Great catch by Cortland Sutton. And that's why we say just throw the ball up to, to Cortland Sutton. Sutton. Do it more and more and more. So that's one of the things I loved about Sean Payton, the way he called this game. He said, I'm going to do that because it works. And this time it worked twice because they got the defensive pass interference and they got the touchdown. Yeah, it took um, how many years is Cortland into his career? Five? Six? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took exactly. six years for them to finally <laughs> learn the Sutton rule. Yeah. You cross the 50, you give him a chance. When did exactly. you learn that? His first training yeah, camp. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, and that was uh, that was what his eleventh. What, what touchdown is that? Ninth. Ninth? Yep. Ninth touchdown of the season for Cortland. First touchdown not in the red zone for him. Wow. Yeah. I had that in my notes today. I was like, the fact that he was able to come up with a deep ball that just yeah. It's so good. And now he has a receiving touchdown in every road game this season. Wow. How about that? Yeah. That's Damn. insane. Every road game this season, Cortland Sutton has found the end zone. Oof. That's what you want to see from your number one. Absolutely. Receiver. And yet Brandon yeah. Johnson still second on the team in receiving <laughs> touchdowns. Just what I thought Jerry was going to have that one later in the game, which was a great play, great play design, great pass, yeah. great catch, great move by Jerry at the end to get the Broncos in scoring range. Um, again, and another huge play in this game, maybe the one that the Broncos just get sick to their stomach about. PJ Lock, no, Jaquan McMillan, oh. strip sack. This dude just creates turnovers and he did it again. And they didn't come up with it. And the Broncos had like Three their guys. entire oh. team there. And somehow they were just too focused on like a scoop and score. I don't even think it was that. They just, just the ball bounced yeah, weird. It's, a, it's slippy. It's the like ball's not awkward, round. You know? And they yeah. weren't able to get it's it. It's not small either. And no. then it turns. What happened after that? Because it was even more. The punt pins him at like the 10. Yeah. Or no, no. The punt goes through the end zone and then they throw a pick on the next play. Yeah, it was the pick yeah, the on the next play. So, I mean, that one, it's like if we're just able to get the ball. It's the Broncos ball in like the 30. So, worst case, even a three and out, field, field goal. goal. And then how much did they lose by? Yep. Yep. And Five. again, it's not one where you like point the finger and you're like, Jonathan Cooper, you have to do a better job right. of picking up the football. It's just like, yeah, it's crazy to me, though, that where when that ball came out, it was like guaranteed Broncos ball. Like, you know how they do win probability? Yeah. If yeah, there was yeah. recovery probability, it would have been 99 percent Broncos. Yeah, it's so true. There was just all white, all white jerseys. jerseys. <laughs> Jay Con, man, what a player. He got, isn't he a star? Yep. Everybody go back and read Hank's piece on Jaquan McMillan. Yeah. And like someone was like chirping at Hank because he was like, this guy just makes plays. And then he got beat in the end zone and later, like there's just a great move. Yeah. That's not his fault. No. And that that's going to happen. That's why you need pass rushes yeah. so that guys can't have these second and third plays that develop within a play specifically in the red zone. And let's hit another one of these plays, but grab yourself a Breckenridge beer while Holy you are still. at it. They were flowing 
at the bar today. And of course, we got Broncos Country Pale Ale. It is a great time to be drinking Broncos Country because, man, this team fought till the very end. And they're still right in it. Unfortunately, the Colts winning today. But we'll get to kind of where this sits for the Broncos uh, later in this show. But grab yourself some Breckenridge beer. And if you can't make it to the bar, go to breckbrew.com to find their beer located. It's the official beer of DNVR. So get yourself some. Yeah. And also, if you, I don't know, need to just cover your sad eyes this week. <laughs> I, like, I think I'm going to have sad eyes at least through Wednesday yeah. until I can really turn the page Could, on this yeah. one. Because Chargers, like, that one's in the bag. Like, <laughs> um, But sad eyes probably until Wednesday. Make sure you guys head over to our good friends from Shady Rays. You guys can use the code DNVR for 50% off. Um, like you guys know, their gear is absolutely built to last. And they have some of the best deals that you could possibly think of. If you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. Absolutely no risk when you shop. And uh, it's buy one, get one one half off correct oh yeah yep and it always is yep which is like that is not a, a a black friday cyber monday deal over at shady rays this it's is a dnvr deal this is a dnvr deal so use the code dnvr get yourself some shady rays uh currently in their biggest sale of the year um and they also have snow goggles which yeah the snow apparently was coming down today in the mountains and yeah. I know us Broncos people, we're not going to be up there probably for the next few weekends, but... You shred? I shred. Nice. The Gnarnar. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, you guys, I just switched over to skiing this okay. last year. Mm, welcome um, to a good side. I, uh, you know, I'm not That's sure. That's the most Zach take I've ever heard. <laughs> I, have a, I have a really bum, like, left leg where it feels like my right leg is so much stronger than my left. So, like, on when I was a goofy-footed snowboarder, it was fine. Yeah. But like now on skis, I need them both to be equal. And so it's like you have to start hard on turn and it's like <laughs> She just starts on the far left side of the run and only makes right turns. Yeah, I can only make right turns the entire time because my left is doing weird stuff. But yeah, you guys use coach uh, DNVR over at Shady Rays. Get yourself some ski goggles, snowboard goggles. Come shred the Gnarnar. I think I um I think I quiet quit skiing. Oh, slowly. You just like I just Irish goodbye skiing. I never like had a formal retirement speech. Yeah. Never said I'm hanging up the boots or anything like Would that. Would you like your moment now? I, I don't know if I'm ready, <laughs> but I haven't gone in like eight years. Mm. Does so, Allie ski? Eight years is probably too many. No. Well, that's she probably has, why. but like so we've never done it together. Yeah, that's so, probably why. at least seven years. I am. Yeah. I'm on that process as well. This year we bought a two pack. Which is just like as, oh. as quietly as you can go out the door as possible, yep. just dropping it to uh, barely anything. It's like if we have nothing to do this yep. weekend, <laughs> exactly. we're going to go up there exactly. and use this uh, Alexis, the big thing I took away from all of that was uh, you're not afraid of the six-point chargers? I'm not. Yeah, you shouldn't be. Six, six to zero, what a disgusting game. Patriots chargers, the line was five and a half. They won six to zero. They did the bare minimum to cover that spread. People thought Iowa was done, but their spirit lives <laughs> on. The, yeah. I guess the the good thing is is the Broncos win three of their next four, right? Yeah. So they beat the, the Chargers. Well, oh no! Are we getting into this right now? No, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll get into that in okay. just a second. Let's finish Sorry. with this game really quick, um, because you mentioned Iowa, you mentioned college football. I think of my Tide. Big day for them. Uh, and unfortunately, I wish the big day for them would have ended when they got in as the four seed into the playoffs. Yeah. But Will Anderson had to continue the big day for the tie. He, was so he had the best day of his career yep. and showed that he was worth the Texans trading their future first round pick to pick him at three because right after 
that almost strip sack recovery by Jaquan McMillan. Will Anderson just tips the pass enough to mm-hmm. lead to that Russell Wilson interception. I have to think that that tip was what led to that interception. Yeah. Totally. Because Russ just hasn't done that in this five-game win streak. And it ends up going behind Jerry. And right. That's what happens when the ball gets slowed right. down. Right. Um, tough one. I, I, people are always, because of last season, people are always going to be looking for a reason to blame Russ. Yeah. Um, that one was not his fault. Right. And three, three picks looks bad. Um, and you're, you know, the box score scouts are going to say Russ was terrible today. He was just average to below average. Yeah. Um, and there's that pick. There's the one from Stingley, which is an unbelievable, I guess the second one from Stingley, right? I think they were both him, which is an unbelievable play. Uh, and I don't, I don't blame anyone on that. It's just elite football play. You tip your hat to Stingley. And the last one is a bad throw in a time where you are under a lot of pressure. Yeah. You wish that last one would have been... uh on fourth down, yeah. like not you wish. So you but can like, fully it, excuse it? Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's so not the best throw or decision, but no. also not the worst either. It's some play you're going to have to, or at some point that play or the next play, you're going to have to throw it into the end zone. Uh, man. And then that Stingley one, that second one was That's insane. Stingley one was I tough. mean, I guess Russ could have put it a foot and a half he further to get a little out, bit more air a under foot. It. A little, yeah, a little more, but just an incredible play by Stingley. Neither Russ nor Cortland think that Derek Stingley have any chance to make a play on that ball. Right. So yeah. Russ throws it, not worried about anything. Cortland, if he knows that Stingley's about to intercept it, just stops. Yeah. And yeah. he's able to just come back to that ball and get it. But he thinks he's about to just drift all the way to the end zone. Literally. Uh, and so it's just a remarkable play. I owe an apology to... Um, the creators of EA Sports uh, Madden because that's happened to me in Madden before and I'm like that is so unrealistic no player can make that play yeah. well, it turns out and it can be just did it too. yeah and then speaking of making plays the Broncos defense so desperately had to stop the Texans on their final drive they could not give up a touchdown game's over then because yep. it's a two possession lead they could give up a field goal but then the Broncos have to get a touchdown and a two-point conversion, never a good place to be. Totally. And P.J. Locke said, uh-uh, they're not getting that. Wow. The tackle for a loss on the run play. Then they bring him again. Great Vance call, Vance. said, we're yeah. just sending him again. And he gets the massive sack to take the Texans out of field goal range. Now all the Broncos need is a touchdown to win the game in walk-off fashion. P.J., that was just a huge, huge back-to-back play for him. The guy is an absolute dog yeah and maybe he's feeling good after texas got the big win yesterday and xyz (laughs) like whatever but anything that pj Locke does that's a positive play on the field is just not surprising and it should not be surprising to anyone in broncos country because this guy when given the opportunity he's gonna step up and to me it was just i feel like that that sack that we saw it was what for nine yeah it was big it was a huge huge sack i feel like that was the same play that we saw last week against the browns Mm. very similar Mm -hmm. play where i feel like this play with pj Locke has been maybe like a secret weapon for this denver defense that maybe they've been just working on throughout this season last week obviously it worked in a critical time up against the browns and it worked again in a critical time up against the texans today i just i'm the biggest pj Locke fan i think the guy's an absolute beast he is he had a couple of mistakes in coverage um, that one almost really cost him 
which was the one to Mechi. Um, and I, yeah. the only reason I, I don't know for sure. The only reason I think it was a mistake is because I saw Vance freaking out on the <laughs> sideline after it. Uh, and it's just one of those things where it's like nothing can get behind you. And he yeah. saw the tight end or whoever it was sit in front of him. So he jumps that and all of a sudden Mechi's, there's no one around him. Thank God he missed it. But yeah. um, so other than that, though, like he's a young player. You're going to make some mistakes in coverage. Totally. He, I think you, you, you phrased it perfectly, Alexis. He's a dog. Yep. He, he is a dog. Any other plays, turning moments of the game that you guys want to get to? No, I mean, I just, there is some credit that needs to be there for uh, Russ at the end of the yep, game, the getting scramble. them into that possession or into that position. Um, the scramble that he had. The like, smirk on Sean's face yeah. right after that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. He does this thing. It's like a little skinny lip thing where he yeah. like, like you can tell he's not trying to show too much emotion, but yeah. it's like his, I'm so proud of this moment face. <laughs> yeah. But it's like any, like that one dad that like never wants to show too much uh, approval of their son, right. you know? Yeah. He's just like. Somebody called it the Grinch smile. That's yeah, very, it's just very, like, so just, true. Yeah, it's very it really grinchy. Is. It's very grinchy. I think he was grinning there because he told Russ like, this is a one and run. If the first read's not there, just take off. And yeah. it worked and he was like, thank you, Russ. I have a question on the play that happened afterwards. It was the incomplete pass uh, to Cortland Sutton. I feel like there was roughing the passer. On, like I think this is a big miss on mm. the uh, for the officials. Ooh. There was roughing the passer on that play, and maybe in the comment section you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I think they missed a big call right there. Mm. It would have been half the distance to the goal. It would have been a completely different play call on that next play. It would have been what? second and four and i think the broncos could have won this game if that mm. call was actually made mm. maybe I, i'm crazy no maybe i'm I, crazy i wouldn't be shocking uh if, if russ got blown up mm, interesting man. yeah that is i didn't see it yeah um damn yeah there's i think uh i think stokely brandon stokely might have tweeted that out um Okay. As I was looking through the post-game Twitter Twitter feeds, but that was one when you're watching the the game and you're watching it unfold. When they had the replay, you're like, "That's a very clear roughing the passer call," and, and it just wasn't. Yeah. It didn't happen, obviously. Broncos so, never get that type. We of We never shit. get that call. Does not feel like it, does it? Well, they Man. did get the crazy P Ryan one, but I mean, like right. the ticky tack yep. roughing the passer yep. or whatever it is. Like, yep. it feels like we never get that. No, it doesn't. The P Ryan call is something I think we could talk about all week long. Like, and because if, I mean, if we I, won, we, I would be talking won. about it a lot more. I know, but now we're gonna pretend like it didn't happen. But like, I just cannot believe that happened. That was such a bad call. Yeah, and at the end of the day, the Broncos get outgained. They hmm. uh, get outplayed at the quarterback position. They get outplayed at the wide receiver position. Nico Collins goes for almost 200 yards in this game. They don't have the top two defensive players in this game, just in the way it turned out. Um, maybe out coached as well, and they lose by just a couple of yards. So it sucks. And uh, this one hurts. It could hurt in the long run, too. Yeah. And let's take a look at that in just a second of where the Broncos stand after this loss. But this team has a margin for error, which is uh, impressive and, and actually encouraging to me. The Texans are a, are a good team. 
as the nation is quickly finding out. And let's get into just where things stand right now with the Broncos in the playoff picture. After I tell you about our friends over at Bacchus and Shanker, there's some snow outside today in Denver. Not the best conditions. That can lead to some accidents. And if you are involved in an accident, it's a rideshare, motorcycle, auto, car, uh, truck, pedestrian, anything, bus as well. They even help if you're injured in a work accident. Give them a call at 222-2222 to see if you have a case. That consultation's free. They work on your case for free. You only pay them when they win money for you. So check them out at coloradolaw.net or give them a call at 222-2222 if you're in need of that. All right. So good news is, well, the bad news, Colts won. The bad news is the Broncos lost. The good news is the Cardinals and Steelers game is back in action. The Cardinals are up 24 to 3 right now. Let's go. Mm. I think it's go fair. Cards. I think it's fair mm -hmm. to say that the Steelers are loose. Yeah, I don't know if the Steelers have scored 25 points in a game this year. <laughs> That's a fantastic play. <laughs> they probably have not. Um, and uh, so where does that put things for the Broncos right now? Um, let's see. As it stands, the Broncos are in ninth place, uh, and so nothing's changed. Nothing has changed. Pittsburgh will fall to seven and five, which will keep the Broncos within a game of them. Uh, we know Houston's at seven and five. They have the tiebreaker over the Broncos, so they're basically two games ahead. Yep. Uh, and Indianapolis is at seven and five. Cleveland's playing right now with Joe Flacco as their starting quarterback. I thought Indianapolis was the target, but I'm a little worried here because I just pulled up. The Colts schedule. Oh no. Bengals, mm. Steelers, so at least one it. of those two is yep, gonna lose yep, that yep. one. Love that. Falcons, Raiders, Texans. Man. That's a dagger. That that hurts. Like, they're definitely bad enough to lose to some of these teams, but they they're are. also good enough to beat these teams. They are. It's 100%. true. And kind of like you said, Ryan, with where it stands um, in the division or with, with the wild card, Pittsburgh being at seven and five, they're still going to have a wild card after this game, I think. Yep. Um, oh, my God. The Colts. So the good thing is you have two two playoff spots that you're really looking at. It's the Steelers and or the Browns. You already have the tiebreaker against the Browns. Browns right now are losing to the Rams in Los Angeles. So big Rams fans today. Um, Their schedule is also just BS. Which one? They do have the Jags, the Browns. They do have the Jags next, so they could lose these next two. It would be seven and six. That would be yep, nice. Yep. Uh, but then they go Bears, Texans, Jets, Bengals. Mm. Texans, between those two, one of them's got to win. Yeah. And you might be cheering for the Texans at you, that point. You almost want the Texans to take off now because they play yep. the Colts and they play the Browns. They already have a two-game right. lead on you, essentially. Like, just yeah. let them go. Go yeah. be yep. great. <laughs> go be great. Go be great. <laughs> go, C.J. Stroud. By the way, I love C.J. Stroud. I, oh, let, so let, let's let's pull this up really quick. Oh, you have the, um, the roughing the passer. Oh, I like this. Just a lot of small photos. Oh, I feel like a body sign. Yeah, I mean, it definitely bit. could be. Um, when does he it, have? When does the ball? When is the ball out? Is what I want to know. Bring him down with force. Right. That there. is one for one, almost the exact same as Baron Browning last week. Yep. <laughs> In really terms of is. timing, and then really he slams is. him. Yep. By the way, no, uh, no fine for Baron. Thank on God. That play I would last prefer week. they just never call those, but if they're going to call him against the Broncos, I want him coming back the other just way call, too. Yeah, call exactly. him all the time. 
Um, I just don't like the the odds, right? So heading into this game with the win, the Broncos had like a 64-ish percent chance of making the playoffs. And with a loss today, that now drops to just a little over 20%. And 20% is still great, especially when you think about where we started this season. Yeah. Starting one and five, they had what, like a 3% chance. So the odds are constantly <laughs> yeah. going to be changing. But a 20% chance when you were just on the edge of having a 64% chance of making the playoffs just feels like such a dagger, I yeah. think, for this team. Yeah. Steelers. Okay, so they've they've actually cut it to 14, but still not looking good for them. Only four minutes left. They'll cut them right. They go Patriots, Colts, Bengals, Seahawks, Ravens. Man, a lot of backup quarterbacks <laughs> yeah. for uh, yeah. these teams that are I think are every in team the in the NFL right might here. suck. Yeah, seriously. Because I'm just look, like, I don't see anyone where I'm like, oh, they have to play a hard team. Well, yeah. so let's let. Yeah, the AFC, I mean. We all know the Broncos schedule the rest of the way, but let's put ourselves in like the brown shoes. Okay, so who do the Broncos have? Well, they got the Chargers. They suck. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yeah, Chargers suck. Then they have the Lions. Okay, that's they a tough, that's a tough game. Yeah. Um, then the Patriots. Yep. You know how many points they scored today? Zero. Zero. Zero points. Poor Bill. Then you get the Chargers again, so they suck. And then you finish off with the Raiders. Yeah. So actually, kind of taking a step back, Broncos also should, should it's gonna be, be a mad, to take care of business. It's going to be a mad dash to the finish. It's really unfortunate the Broncos lost today because yeah. if they won today, we'd be saying like, okay, they, they have, went out. Uh, <laughs> they, they have uh, room for error, you know, like, they have the two-game lead now on the Texans type of thing, um, but it wasn't to be. They're going to have to scratch and call their way in. Pitt, or Cleveland, that's the spot because you have the tiebreaker with them. Yep. That's the spot yeah. you need to take now. What stinks is the Texans are technically one game out of the earth. Uh, they do, they're not in the playoffs right, right now, so you're going to need one other team to kind of fall out of here. But Pittsburgh, by the way, Pittsburgh lost Kenny Pickett. No, he hasn't been playing well, but that shows you what they think of their backup. If Kenny Pickett uh, is a starter, and now they're turning to their backup. So Who's that- their backup? I'll look it up. I also want to point out, too, for, for Houston, and I know they have two, kind of two games here now on the Broncos, but they are now without Tank Dell for the rest of the year. Is that? Yeah. Yes. No. Yes. It He's was on my a, fantasy team. Oh, was he? <laughs> no. I think it was like a fractured tibula or something yeah. like that. Um, Gosh, and it's a game-ending it. IR, like, see you later. Man. So in that it's CJ broken. Stroud, Tank Dell connection which we didn't get to see today because that happened what in the first quarter yeah. um is that hurts incredible that that hurts the texans big time so i think i mean they still have nico collins obviously we saw the rest of the talent that they have on that team today they're still able to beat us <laughs> without him um but not having tank dell is going to hurt cj stroud moving forward in a really quarterback for the pittsburgh steelers Former number two overall pick, Mitch Trubisky. Oh, Mitch. and uh, right, I think he was number two. And for the Browns, former Super Bowl MVP, uh, Joe Flacco. Yes, he's so, actually playing well uh, and today. Trubisky's eleven of seventeen for one hundred and seventeen yards and a touchdown. Wow, hmm. I don't like to hear that, but still a backup there, a backup with the Browns, a backup with the Colts. So of the three teams currently in the wild card, they all have backup quarterbacks for potentially the rest of the season. We're still waiting on Pittsburgh now. Houston will probably get into the one of those spots, but still, it's it stinks losing a game. But after starting one and five, if I told you the Broncos could be six and six, 
You didn't take that? It. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, <laughs> you know, back then I was team tank. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you would have told me, well, they're going to win five out of, or yeah, five out of the next six. I was like, all right, let's have some fun. Yep. You said what I didn't want is like two out of the next six. And I think at the end of the day, whether this team makes the playoffs or not, I still believe they will. Um, but if they don't, right now they are looking like the Detroit Lions of 2022, which I think we could all agree that if the Broncos are the Detroit Lions of 2023 next year, everybody's we'll going to feel yeah. really, really, really happy about the moves that have been made, uh, the hiring of Sean Payton, uh, some of the decisions, I mean, ag again, the draft is going to be interesting this year. But at the end of the day, I think the momentum heading into 2024 from what we're seeing right now is going to just give so much hope to this team, this fan base. And this is something that you can really, truly build off of. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, in the post-game press conference, Sean Payton said that the Broncos were just too sloppy, um, specifically mm. in the first half. And... Uh, Man, this is this is a tough one, but the season's still alive. And like like you said, Alexis, they're certainly trending at least at worst case in that yeah. Detroit Lions wave where they went. Also, a, a team we haven't mentioned yet because they're behind the Broncos right now, but uh, you do own the tiebreaker over the Buffalo Bills. And as you're looking at all these Love shit teams uh, that are in this wild card race, you could really envision the Bills being the team that ends up kind of putting it together and getting in there. Who would have thought that the Bills would be six and six? Yeah. Like, it's a, it's I just, it's, what a, what a drop off. So the one thing we haven't mentioned yet is uh, what this does in the division. Broncos, it was crazy. It's like, man, if this happens and, and the Chiefs just lose, the Broncos mm -hmm. will be one game back of the division. This now might make that where we kind of stop looking at that because the Chiefs tonight, I the three of us think that they're going to take care of business against the Packers. Totally. I hope that's not the case. We'll be cheering for the Packers. But if they do, then the Chiefs are going to have that three-game lead on the Broncos for the division. Then our sights really just go back to the wild card, yeah. and that's okay. That's still, it, it, The division would have been wild if that would have happened. Um, but for right now, pretty much the eyes set on this wild card race. And at the end of the day, the Broncos are likely going to be just one game back of the final three wild card spots. So even with the loss, it's okay. I the just season's think not over. When you think about where this team was at last year, if you would say that to a Broncos fan at the end of last year, that they would be fighting for a wild card spot in six and six at this point in the season, every single person in Broncos country would have taken that. Yeah. There's not a single person who'd be like, oh, well, I wish. And, like, just think of how difficult it is to turn around an entire football program. Like, it's not just like, oh, they're shit one year and then they're in the Super Bowl the next. Like, these are building blocks. And these are the building blocks that you really want to see this team. Like, you want to see them hitting these markers. And to be fighting for a wild card berth is just, this is one of those markers that for us, I think, in Broncos country, we should just be really happy that we're experiencing this. And it's not what we saw the first five six games of the season i'm feeling better i was uh my, my heart was still beating really fast after that wild end at the beginning of the show i'm pissed to start this show yeah like. i was I, and now now i'm feeling better about where the broncos Good. are i mean five and one in their past six if we take a step back put it in perspective it's okay and before we get out of here please hit us with a like it really helps us out a lot i know this isn't a winner's lounge today but it's still, uh, Broncos are in a good spot. So and hit Ryan us with a thumbs up. And Ryan said earlier that he would shotgun a beer if we got five
500 likes by the end of the show. No shotguns. For <laughs> <me>. <laughs> um, but before we get out of here, we got some super chats to hit. And let's talk to the people because I know we've got some people wanting to say some. Matthew South says, season is over. Lucky if they beat the Patriots. Oh, chill, that's, Matt. <laughs> that's got to be joking. All they have no, to do is score no. two points to beat the Patriots. No, that's... That's how Matthew South rolls. Oh, man. Well, Matthew South, I think I think as we tried to break down, the season isn't over, and I'm not even trying to paint it with, like, orange-colored glasses there. I think going through three yeah. teams that have playoff spots right now ahead of the Broncos with wildcard have backup quarterbacks. Matthew South just is, rolls down under tech, Like, he's just down is this, under is all the South, time. Is South Roll his South. real last name, or is South like he's from Texas, so he's from the South, and... Maybe he's a Texans fan. Oh. But appreciate the donation. The <laughs> amount of people during the game today who, like, after every play, I was like, game's over. Yeah, no, I was no. like, have we ever watched a football game before? Like, if it's within two possessions, it is always alive. Yeah. Especially like, with Russell Wilson. 90 seconds left. You're down two possessions. You have the ball. You're still in it. Yeah. They, they were down 12 with 12 minutes left. Yeah. It was very much game's still over. a game. It's like, yeah. come on. Come the most on. concerning part was our inability to convert on third down. That was just mind-boggling did they finish the game without a third down conversion i'm they pretty did. sure it was all fourth down it conversions, was all fourth all down fourth conversions down. at the end i yep. also uh, there was one where they no. got a pass interference yeah does that yeah. not count as a conversion no i don't know they why but 11. it does not oh for 11 on third down but three for three on fourth i mean zach said it earlier this team has a margin of error yes <laughs> like it's wild the stats would tell you they should have gotten blown out yes a hundred percent and you know what this team last year probably does get blown out this yep. team two years ago blown out again this team this year they're in it this is what belief will do for you believe 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 so it's russ said facts. after the game too exactly. he said we thought we were gonna win the game at the very but end we believe we believe there's no shortage of belief i can't believe that they couldn't get someone open i, know. I mean they did they did it just broke down on I'm the right assuming side in the first segment you guys talked about the the final play what sean called and why it was to lucas kroll 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 yeah and how he name? was a kroll yeah i mean it was Just a quick yeah it was a beautiful design it a was beautiful design he flashes <laughs> wide open the you know the two uh guys in the stack over there go opposite ways it clears oh. this giant throwing gap for russ kroll runs yeah. a little angle he's wide open but the right side of the line gives Russ like one-tenth of a second to think about it before he has to run out of there. And Russ just did with a thing where it's like, I kn this was open, so yeah. I'm going to throw it there. And by the yeah. time he got there, it was way not open. It was closed. Mr. Rocket says the season isn't over, and I still believe in the Broncos, but Wait. I don't know how Sean keeps Russ. I cannot watch this training wheel offense for another five years. This, the people don't names, like Russ Ball. The rocket and south. The people don't like Russ Ball, but this is what it is. This is what it always has been. Yeah. So do you think Russ or do you think Sean likes Russ Ball? No. No, I doubt it. But I don't know. He might ha his hands might be tied, and it might be good enough that he says, "Okay, well, rather than putting us in cap hell, it's not like the beginning of the season when we said, oh, just draft Caleb Williams or Drake May.' That's pretty much off the table again." Um, Michael Penix? You could do that, but he's like 25 and has two ACL surgeries. 
Yep, it's true. I think uh, Michael Penix and Sean Payton would be a nice little match, though. Would be. You can get him in like the third round because yeah. of the injury. So. <laughs> yeah, I doubt top it. Top five, probably. <laughs> I think Sean Payton's going to be forced to ride with Russ. And as we've seen this season, that it is possible to win games with this version of Russell Wilson. Yeah. I think the amount of adjustments that okay, he's Sean Payton has made throughout the past, what, five, six games with Russ yep. speaks volumes as to what he could do. Imagine if he has a full, another full offseason with Russell Wilson to really start to, because he's running a totally different offensive scheme than what he was running in New Orleans. And Russell Wilson is not Drew Brees. Like, these are all facts that Sean Payton is well aware of. And he's a great enough head coach where he can make those adjustments and win for the next couple years with Russ. When big, mm, Win in a way that's not going to completely frustrate the hell out of Broncos country? Mm, probably not, but they can win. The crazy part version. about this okay. is, yeah. the, sorry to interrupt. No, please. The Russ decision is not a one-year decision. Yeah. Whatever too. you decide this offseason is a three-year decision. And that's, that's why I think the Russ decision is far from being decided. Oh, yeah. But, like, it's so much money. everything is still on the table. 100%. <laughs> like, Russ could win a Super Bowl this year. Yep. Uh, and I know that's very unlikely, but obviously if that happens, you're bringing him back. Yep. They could miss the playoffs by multiple games, several games. If that happens, you're much more likely to not bring him back. You could be tied with the team who makes the playoffs and lose the tiebreaker. Then you really got a big decision to make. Yep, exactly. It's and, nice uh, that Russ is man. making it tough. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Especially with how easy it looked to be a decision before this oh, season. Yeah. Exotic Gaming says defense regressed. Singleton getting a flag after a Stroud headbutt. Offensive line getting destroyed in and out all day. And Sean fails a six yard play design. He um, didn't fail. He designed man. a great play. It was a great play He's got to know that his offensive line. But it's a quick throw. <laughs> um, yeah. Man, I'll, I'll give this to Singleton, though. He was flying around all game. He it's must like have that washed penalty. his hair twice today. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but this guy was <laughs> yeah. on one. It's like that penalty just got him even more amped, and he's a guy that's <gasps> amped already. That hit that he had on the receiver on that wide receiver screen was yeah. just like the guy ran into a brick yes. wall. There was a flag thrown. People thought it was going to be like just because he hit him so hard I it was going to be a penalty. Too. Thankfully, it wasn't. I would have lost my mind off that one just like every Broncos fan. But, man, Alex was all over the place. Yeah, there are some really dumb takes out there about Alex just based off the penalty, which we already talked about and relitigated several times. But there's people saying like, he should never play another snap for the Broncos. He cost them the game. Like, give me a fucking break. <laughs> yeah. He was, uh, he's like the fifth leading tackler in the NFL just because he is absolutely everywhere. In fact, today, uh, how many tackles do you think he ended with? I mean, I could tell you. He ended with 12 oh, tackles. Damn. 12 and tackles a and a sack. So I think he's up to 122 tackles on the season. Was impressive. Which is crazy because he's actually missed way more this year than yeah. usual, than like we've seen in years past. Like Alex Singleton has actually missed some tackles this year, and he's still that good. Yeah, I mean he's not a perfect player by any stretch of the mind, but he's a guy that I want on my team. I like the it's the physicality that he plays with and that that motor that like you can't replace that yep. in a player. Like you really can't. 
Um, speaking of good news with injuries, Pat Sertan got injured. He returned to the game. Yep. Um, Marvin Mims left, came back. Uh, Manhurts left, came back. Quinn Minerts left, came back. So seemingly uh, all of the injuries, which there were way more in this game than we typically ever have, Everyone seems fine after the game. Yeah. Eagles just converted a third and 19 on a wide receiver screen. Wouldn't that be nice? Wow. <laughs> Another wow. thing that I just feel like would never happen for the Broncos. No, no, absolutely not. Against, against the 49ers, too. Yeah, we got a great game here. Dustin says, 11 and 6 till proven otherwise. Cheers, y'all. I'll take that. 11 and like 6, that. you don't have to worry about other teams because you're getting in the playoffs. I so. think today, what my big takeaway in terms of what they have to do from here is now you have to sweep the Chargers. I thought uh, mm -hmm. it's in a division. You kind of always just split with them. Yeah. <clears throat> well, if you won this one, that would have been understandable. The Chargers are five and seven. They won today six to zero. You kind of have to go sweep them now if, if you're a playoff team. I agree. I agree. And, that, and that's what you do have to do, especially because uh, you split with the Chiefs. If you split with the Chiefs, then you should absolutely be sweeping yeah. the Chargers. Yep. And you, you can split with the Raiders. Obviously, you know, you've already messed half of that up. Uh, but you could go four and two in division. My God, makes gosh. me nervous because it just always feels like for some reason the Chargers just like tap into this identity that they don't have for the rest of the season when they play the Broncos. It's true. Um, and usually it's the, like on the road. The Chargers on the road against the Broncos tend to be better. Right. Um, this next one is obviously at, at home there for the Chargers. The Broncos are on the road. I think it's just Mile High West. Yeah, that's what just, we call it. it is. Yeah, mile today high. was Mile High South. <laughs> it was. Really Shout out to Broncos fans who like came through in Houston today. Yeah, that was amazing. Pretty lame. So, what's up with Houston? They don't like the Texans. They should. I don't know. Or maybe Garrett Bowles was right. He said earlier in the week that uh, that with the game starting at noon, people in Texas go to church at noon, so they wouldn't be at the game. Go to the eight a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible quote from Gary. They were hanging with Joel Osteen <laughs> instead of going to the game. <laughs> a lot of people, football is their religion, so a lot of people probably were at church at that game. That's true. <laughs> Getting their Broncos fixed in. Folsom Field is my church. Yeah, tell you exactly. That. Steve says, what I love is that this team isn't quitting. Tough loss, but oddly it makes me feel confident about the rest of the season. This game, if, if, if I would have told you before the season the Broncos lose this game, it would have been like, Damn, tough loss. Texans are a really good team on the road, and they did battle. I can take it. Yeah, I think what D'Amico Ryans has done in Houston this year, like you guys talked about earlier this week, it's worthy of coach of the year. Yeah. It, it really is. Oh, and yeah. so to lose to this team in particular, uh, the D'Amico Ryan-less version of yeah. this team, you'd be like, ugh, like we didn't lose to Houston. This is a very, very good football team. C.J. Stroud is him. Yeah. And the fact that the Broncos' defense was able, especially in the second half, to, to slow them down yeah. and, and to really give this team a fighting chance, be very thankful uh, that this is the team that we had on the field here today. This is It's a good group. The only reason I'm not, like, already crowning cj stroud is because i go, i get on people for doing that with justin herbert so much so i'm like i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna learn from their Your mistakes mis yeah. and be patient before i put a crown on his head but he's fantastic and that's something we wouldn't have known before the season if we were you know when we're picking the games and right. deciding if we would want to win or lose or if we're going to win or lose this game um cj stroud is awesome there's people in the comments who say like stop saying they lost to a good team like that team sucks they don't they don't suck. They're well coached and they have a great quarterback and that's going to get you really far in the NFL. And they think they have their 
their version of Von Miller. Will Anderson was the third overall so pick, Von number two, and he played lights out today. So they, they are a good team. Um, some good news to get out of here. I have one last question to pose okay. to you guys. Do you feel better, worse, or indifferent about the Broncos? You don't even necessarily have to bring record into this. Yeah. But just so your feelings about the team, better, worse, or the same after that game? The beginning of the show, I would have said worse. Um, I think I'm feeling the same about this team just because I see that margin of error being there maybe bigger than ever yeah. with this team, which the bigger of a margin of error you have, the better of a team you are, and they just have not had any margin of an error before this year, before this five-game win streak. Yeah, I feel the same. Unfortunately, it's like with a little asterisk because it is scary when you see, I feel, the offensive line take such a dramatic yeah. step back and really put Russ in situations where there's a reason why they lost the turnover battle today, right? And as long as that was just a blip, and that's not going to be the offensive line's identity, it's not going to be Russell's identity moving forward, it was just hey, we got outplayed today, um, then I'm good. I'm good. I'm exactly where I was heading into this game. Um, but, yeah, I just I really hope that that doesn't snowball in some capacity, um, for the, especially the offense. What about you? I hope the people who think that I'm only um, always positive about the buffs are watching this. <laughs> I feel better. <laughs> I feel better. And the reason I feel better is because they played like shit. Yeah. I don't think so the Broncos bad. will play that bad again this season. I agree. And they were six yards away from beating a team that's in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Uh, or are they in the playoffs? No, they're just on the end. edge of the playoffs. Yeah. I think they will eventually be a playoff team, the Houston Texans. Yeah. That to me is encouraging. Uh, that is not the way you want it to work. Hmm. I would obviously prefer the Broncos. I feel better about them because they won and they're seven and five. Yeah. Um, but I feel better because I think that was the worst game they're going to play the rest of the season. Yeah. And they almost won it. And they don't play many teams that are better than the Texans here going forward. Yep, yep, 100%. And another reason is the Broncos could have lost a lot of ground in the playoffs standings today. But the, the Cardinals officially pulled off the win over the Steelers, kept wow. them at 7-5. and five. And right now, as we sign off, the Rams are still beating the Browns 10-7. So we'll be pulling for the Rams. Ryan, we'll be pulling for your Eagles as well in this game as we've got a great one. And we'll be here to break it down all week tomorrow, back at 11 a.m. to talk about this team, where it's at. We're going to have Todd and Henry back here. So make sure to stay tuned tomorrow. Thank you all so much for rolling with us. With us. Hit us with a thumbs up on your way out. Ryan, Alexis, thanks for rolling with me today. And, man, it was uh, such a close one. But I feel better after talking about it with you guys for an hour. That's, what we're, that's what we're here for. That's what therapy, we're here for. All right. Session. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. We'll see you tomorrow.
make you bad.